Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Funhouse podcast. Half the world, or I guess half the country. I don't want to sound so uh, so country. Ethnocentric. Yeah, exactly. Half the country is covered in ice. Um, but luckily for us, we're here to warm your hearts with a little bit of our Funhouse podcast. This week, um, I have three amazing guests. That's right, Elise. I'm including you in that, even though you're here almost every single week. Elise Willems. Thanks for having me. So fancy. Mm -hmm. Very fancy. (laughs) But I'm also super excited to have on Julia and Jacob from Drawfee. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. No, thank you guys both for coming. Um, This, as I said a hundred times, this is a super casual, super fun podcast, but I really love the opportunity to bring on um, cool guests who do really cool things to talk about the cool things that they do. And also, I think it's a cool opportunity for me to get you guys, or to get to know you guys better. Just cool all around. Yeah, Elise, Elise, (laughs) you guys and Elise go way back. Yeah, we've done a few things together here and there, a few shows. Yeah. I Some say things. the words, they draw, they make better jokes than I do. That's generally mm-hmm. the tit for tat <laughs> we like to have. <laughs> um, but I feel like for me, we've mostly been, there's that weird thing that happens online where you you like what someone does and so you follow them and then you interact online, but then it's never, you never get to sit down and actually have a conversation. So this is like one of the first times we've gotten to sit down and have a conversation other than over Elise's shoulder while she's doing one of your shows. Yeah, um, we'll forcing telling Elise to take off the headphones, just give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and then I go, "What, Julia? I can't hear you. I can't hear you." <laughs> no headphones, <laughs> on, Elise. No head- and then I keep it all for myself. Um, <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> but we're obviously very excited. So I just want to give you guys an opportunity to kind of talk about what you do. Um, you obviously created and and make a channel called Drawfee. So can you just give us a quick uh, rundown of what that is and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. We uh, Our channel started, funny enough, without us on it years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of our friends, Caldwell Tanner, who now does the uh, Not Another D&D podcast, which is a mm-hmm. very popular D&D podcast you may have heard of. And mm-hmm. um, him and Nathan, who's still on the show, started this little thing called Morning Drawfee mm-hmm. at the College Humor offices, where they would come in in the morning and do a little like warm-up doodle uh, and record it and then post it on Facebook at the time, um, back mm-hmm. when everyone thought that pivoting to Facebook video was going to be the mm-hmm. wave of the future. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. thing to do. Yeah. That's how and, that worked uh, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turned out great for everyone. We're all <laughs> millionaires. <laughs> yeah. Fine. No websites crumbled as a result of that decision. So I think it was great. <laughs> College you were still going strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, since then we've gone independent and now we're doing, uh, doing Droppy on YouTube as our as our job the there's five of us on the team and mm-hmm. and that's it it's kind of a drawing we like to think of it as like a drawing let's play almost yeah it's let's basically draw. it's like i think people suggest to us really ridiculous things to draw um or it's not ridiculous and then we make it ridiculous uh i think it's just i, I think kind of the reason that people enjoy the show is that they get to watch four artists struggle massively <laughs> To not just yeah. like do the thing straight up and like make something weird out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's great because you are saying struggling, but when I look at the art that you guys make, I'm like, 
this is what you made under duress. Yeah. <laughs> and like, flawless with thousands and thousands of people observing you do it and being yeah, under I the know. gun time wise. Did you, did you both know Caldwell and Nathan before you got hired or was it like they're looking for artists and then they brought you in because you both had that professional background? We had that spark. So actually I knew Caldwell first out of everyone, I think. Um, they were looking for an illustrator for Dorkly, which is the video game mm -hmm. section of College Humor. And uh, so I interviewed with Caldwell while I was in college, and then they hired me. And so I was brought on. And then uh, Nathan was brought on a couple of months after that, like six months after. And then so Nathan and Caldwell has started the show. And then I think like one of them was out one day, but they still had to make the video. So they would bring on guests and then they just kind of kept bringing us on and on and on. And, and mm -hmm. then Jacob joined. Actually, I think Jacob was, were you a, a guest before me? No, I don't think so. I think you were a guest first. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that explains the power I, uh, hierarchy there of yeah. Julia, yeah, I was gonna bring this up Jacob. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we should do this thing. Uh, speaking as the first ever guest on Joffy, yeah. I think. <laughs> We've got the, uh, the hierarchy on the wall, actually. And it's it's funny because it's got like Julia and then Nathan and then Karina. Mm -hmm. And then James mm -hmm. and Elise are on it, uh, mm -hmm. weirdly mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. And then it's by request. And then Jacob yeah. down at the bottom below. Yeah. Our cats are, don't make the wall. are under James and Elise. <laughs> so it's. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't make the wall. I just read it. Yeah. I mean, if it were I'd have it. cats way higher if it were up to me, but still. We're um, working on it. It So I guess that kind of that's leads me into kind of my next question is like the Internet is a weird place where you can set out to do one thing. No one ever is like, I'm going to be this one specific thing. But like, it's funny how things get corrupted in cool ways. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, it's like Let's Plays, but withdrawing when you were kind of like getting into that, was it a tough transition to think like, oh, wait, so now I, because drawing feels to me, not an artist, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like to be like a quiet personal thing that you can do um, and develop that skill, but then to do it while you're also kind of being extroverted in a lot of ways, like was that a skill set that you had to develop or did it just like some things just kind of come naturally for you guys? No, it's it's definitely a totally different skill set. Um, yeah. like the first time I remember going in and like doing Drawfee was the day that I first went to the college humor office to like interview to get hired there. And like, mm -hmm. I came out and Caldwell and Nathan were doing a live stream. They were like, Oh, come sit in and draw something. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll just do that and not die of a heart attack immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. No pressure. Is this part of the interview guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm sure you guys know too, the, just the talking aspect of like, making content requires so much practice to be able to oh, do yes. consistently. And the two mm -hmm. brains, um, yeah. Yeah. when you're, when you're trying to perform and then you're also devoting to doing like in our case, I guess it's playing games, uh, which I really love, but I'm just categorically bad at. And this one time at an RTX, the rooster teeth convention, I did this activation where I was drawing on a tablet and people were just giving me suggestions of what to draw and it was so wonderful <laughs> and i was like i wish i could do this forever and my art wasn't good um but it was just like this most soothing thing and i and i felt like this is my calling not the games this <laughs> See, 
I at least kinda, if you want to be hired, you could just tell us. Just if you want to join our team, right it's fine. Twitter. You could just. I, you, could, <laughs> you don't have to pitch I, yourself. It's it's okay. I'm curious about where I would land in the hierarchy if I was an uh, employee. <laughs> well, but we already I, told you. Yeah, you're on the wall. So. Yeah, you're on the wall. I'm it's on the fine. wall. I, I mean, I have so much respect James. for what you guys do because when I was growing up, I had two professions that I thought I was going to pursue. One was being a writer and one was being an artist because I was very, very much into art. And then kind of for lots of reasons, got out of that, you know, in a preteen age. But um, so, that, so I'm like, I always feel like I'm like Richie Tannenbaum in the Royal Tannenbaums where it's developed. like he stack. Yeah, he never developed as a painter. Um, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I still really love, you know, drawing and, and painting and doing that. And, and I don't I don't want to make this to be a dissection of the artist's mind or whatever, but Elise is downplaying some of her artistic abilities because she will sketch out things and then I'll be like, that's really good. Like and then I'll sketch out things and it's not like I'm bad. So, you know, if I'm bad, she can't be bad because hers does not look like mine. No, she used but to you have guys- a little webcomic called Little Kidders that she made, which is about this little cat that got in trouble. And it was super charming and super fun. That sounds adorable. I want to. I want to see that. I'll. I'll send it to please you guys. Yeah, but you guys are like, comic. you guys are legitimately phenomenal artists. We did a, yeah. we we did a collaboration recently for Draw Fee where you asked me to come on and talk talk Muppets while you sketched Muppets as humans. Um, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. honestly, before I came on, I thought it was going to come out looking like Garbo, but those were <laughs> just so <laughs> amazing. They were so good. Mm-hmm. Um. Not Wait, right. you I was thought just their art was gonna. No, I'm that. just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. They're... I know. I know. To be fair, the Sam the Eagle, uh, he he was a gruff, he was a gruff man. Nathan drew him well, but yeah. it is hard to interpret Sam the Eagle. He's a nasty boy. He's a nasty yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what Jacob drew looked like he drew um, Pepe the Prawn as a human, and it looked like something that would be on the box art of like a Jet Set Radio, yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like this cool guy, and then mm-hmm. Sweetums Julia's was just. I mean, I, I drew, showed. I drew a man who was too real. I think <laughs> he was. Yeah, he really hit home. <laughs> he was. I, I think I touched too many like hearts on that one. Of like, oh, I know that guy. I should reach out. Yeah, I should reach out and say hi. <laughs> see how he's yeah. doing. Is he okay? How's he doing during quarantine? Has he made Does it he have power right now? Yeah. 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 He's never had power. <laughs> <laughs> he's just been pushing dials. <laughs> I think though a um, weird thing that I just yeah. was thinking about with regards to like drawing and specifically for a show like we do there's a weird benefit that we have in terms of like progressing as an artist which is that we literally have to do something and finish it successfully Mm -hmm. like we can't like get halfway through and then be like oh i don't really like it so i'm gonna stop yeah yeah so like every week we're having to like complete pieces even if like Mm -hmm. we don't like them or we think we like kind of you know did a crap job that day yeah (laughs) Um, and then you realize that no one else really notices when you do, when you think you do a crap job. Yeah. And then the other part is like, (laughs) (laughs) the other part is like, we have so much confidence in each other that if we are making something that is wild or is bad, like I just drew, um, for an episode that's not out yet. Um, I drew a version of Frasier and I just (laughs) could not, I could not draw hands. I could just not do it. So I drew mittens instead and everyone Mm -hmm. else turned into a really good bit. And I was like, oh, now it's now it's like a funny Mm -hmm. thing. And now there's a reason for these mitten hands instead of me just being like, oh, God, I'm spending like 20 minutes on these damn hands. I got to move on. 
Did, uh, so. <laughs> did either of you do like improv or anything like that before Drawfee? Because you're also both very funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. Nathan did. Na Nathan's yeah. the only one with improv background, and I think the rest of us have kind of just gleaned from doing mm -hmm. it a lot, that sort of... Uh... Yeah, I always joke that my sense of humor, because I didn't... I wasn't someone who set out to do comedy, speaking of, you know, setting out to do one thing and then winding up mm -hmm. doing something completely different. I never set out to do comedy. I, I strictly wanted to do... Uh, like book illustrations that was kind of where I wanted to go and then you know I, I took the dorkly job just as like something to do um, and and you know for the money um, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I stuck around because I, I liked you know the team and, and everyone but um, I think that I got my style of comedy because the people around me were so good at comedy and I didn't know any of the like the rules more or less because mm -hmm. like I would write a comic script and then they'd be like oh you should do this because you know it it's this kind of comedy styling or whatever and I was like okay I have no idea what that means and I never will comprehend because it just doesn't stick in my brain so I've taken sort of like an anti-comedy Nathan always jokes that in improv the thing is you do yes and and me it's mm -hmm. just a hard no, it's just no. period <laughs> mm -hmm. Julia just yeah. shuts down your bit instantly and then Not everyone has to work around it. Yeah. And work harder. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> yeah. work harder. Mm -hmm. But it seems like I did the funny thing by yeah. just not wanting to participate. Well, yeah. you're making everyone else around you have to be funnier, which I think is all, is your contributing strength to the ensemble. Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm the unexpected sort of like chaos element. No, uh, I, I think I, I know that, that you're, I mean, I think you're damn playing yourself, in my opinion, because I think you have a very dry humor, which is very, very great, too. Thank you. Well, can we also just take a minute to emphasize how much people don't need to pay for improv classes? <laughs> <laughs> this is I've been I will die on this hill. But yes, it's a perfect example of the fact that, like, like you said, you can kind of glean things from the people around you. And then if you do learn the rules, you're going to feel like you're beholden to those rules in a lot of cases. And that will prevent you from being what. In, in your case, Julia is like, no, I think it's funnier if I shut this down and yeah. it will be like, it will be funnier because that's what you think is funnier. I just, it blows my mind how you guys are able to keep up that pace. But then also, like Elise said, it feels like such a left brain, right brain happening at the same time thing that it's really hard. Cause also comedy is a lot about for me, like paying attention to what the other people are saying and then cross-referencing that with the filing cabinet in your head of like, where can this go? Like, and so if that energy is occupied by something like creating an illustration or making art, it just seems like, it seems very daunting for me. Yeah, so. I had I had a particularly hard time, I think, adjusting to the kind of um, how we do draw fee. I have, um, so, um, I was born and raised deaf, um, and I was throughout my whole childhood. And so, um, I didn't have like a means of communication and I didn't, uh, go to deaf education. So mm -hmm. the part of my brain that communicates wasn't developed until way after, like I'm still having problems with it every so often. Um, like if I get tired, words go back to just being noises, um, mm -hmm. they don't mean anything, but I had a speech therapist who didn't specialize in 
um, deafness. She just specialized in people who have lisps or speech impediments or stutters, which I had all of those. Um, mm -hmm. So she kind of gave me ways to think about how I'm speaking. And one of the ways, because when you, just like when you learn a new language, when you hear people speaking that other language, you think they're speaking a million miles a minute and they're speaking so fast. So I would speak too quickly. So she said, mm -hmm. picture every word as you're saying it as a way to like slow down. So mm. when I started doing drawfee, I had to interact with people and keep, you know, kind of my prompt in my head and do the drawing. So I think also my comedy stylings of me being like, no, was also just like, no, shh, shh, shh. I need, uh -huh. I, yeah, I yeah. need a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Has, yeah. Has Jacob, what's your time? excuse? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Elise and I are developing a combative relationship where and I don't know why like because I sided. Where I'm sorry. Elise shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, Elise, and Elise is like, eat shit, no. Jacob, and then like no. smushes my I was face. Also, it's because I, I like what it is. It's because I, I like you so much. I was going to say something that alluded to uh, Jacob getting like, the short end of the stick as well. I was I was just gonna say, has ever has there ever been a moment where Jacob was like like saying oh the trash can is full can you empty it and you were just like i can't I'm, yeah the word just sounds i don't <laughs> know what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's late it's three o'clock <laughs> sometimes i'll look at him and i'll just be like what did you say and jacob will sometimes forget that i just have this thing mm -hmm. where sometimes i just i i just don't understand and he's always mm -hmm. just like i just but I, I, it was like right next to you. Yeah. Like it was so clear. I was so loud. Like, is this a bit? Yeah. Like sometimes he doesn't know if I'm doing a bit or if it's like, and then he's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, okay. But it's like your brain yeah. defaults to like, since I've only known Julia as a hearing person. Yeah. It's like easy to forget. And then your brain defaults to like, oh, she just wasn't listening to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, was I that uninteresting? Well, Dear diary. I, I mean, uh, Julia Elise, wasn't Elise, listening again today. Elise was born with the ability to hear and develop communication skills, but there are still times where I will walk into a room, I'll be like, and I'll just say something very explicitly, and I'll just zero response. She just continues looking straight ahead. Because I'm, one time, so I'm I a woman. A, I have a, hold on. Real quick. <laughs> before you before you do the, the flames on the side of my face, um, there was a... Uh, a point where through a series of circumstances, I came to acquire a, a turtle onesie. It's a onesie oh, yeah. that has the shell of a turtle on the back. It was provided me provided to me by the World Wildlife Foundation. Phenomenal. And I wanted to put it on and surprise Elise. So <laughs> I went into our closet, which had it. You could basically walk into the closet just enough to maybe change. And so I walked into the closet, put it on secretly and then opened the closet, which is I want to say maybe, maybe maximum two and a half feet. The entrance of the closet is maximum two and a half feet from the edge of the bed on which she was lying on her phone, right? So she was looking at her phone and I swung the closet door open and I started like dancing <laughs> and she didn't, there was no reaction. I timed it because I, I, at a certain point I checked my, I checked my phone for four minutes. I stood there. <laughs> Four minutes, I stood there doing this, and she and she didn't have headphones in. She was just looking at her phone. I was like, "That's that's impressive." That's I'm incredible. in my thought. I'm a, I'm a woman, a woman beholden to my thoughts, You're and right, yeah. 
often, you know, mm -hmm. I'm absorbed in those. And I just, mm -hmm. I'm just so used to you seeing you do so much dumb shit. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> just filter it out. Yeah, that's very fair. It's a great um, costume, though. And I think you're wonderful, Jacob. I, I'm sorry. She Thank wouldn't you, shit Elise. on you unless she liked you. That's for sure. Trust me. Hey, no, I'm, I'm not actually upset. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to get um, the um, something about my energy I put out. It's just we know you can stand the bullying, so it yeah, happens the dark to night. you. It's it's my channel role too. Like I jokingly refer to myself as like the bad boy of Droppy, and then say like, <laughs> well, there you go. stupid things that I that are mm. obviously bad takes, and then yeah, he uh, said mayonnaise people... is food lube, and mayonnaise have... is food lube. I do stand by that actually, because it lubes why, it lubes it, the food. But if it were Does true, it? you should never phrase it that way. I think. I mean, I would. I mean. Not to encroach on your dynamic, but it does feel like you stated something, while true, is arguably the worst way to state it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the best because it's got that slogan quality to it. Mm -hmm. Mayonnaise is food okay. lube for your food. Slap tube. it on a jar. Oh, well, hang on. What would you consider right? mustard to be, which is often paired with a mayonnaise on, say, a sandwich? Mm. Well, I think mustard's strong flavor profile gives it a it is a spice it's got its own like purpose mayonnaise mm -hmm. is kind of just really to sort of grease up the wheels on that sandwich and get it down get it down the old throat faster have you ever put mayonnaise on the outside of a sandwich so that way it would be easier to eat yeah all the time so i could just kind of <laughs> oh, one shot well, there's... one shot at like a pelican <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm disrupting the sandwich industry james mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a thinker. <laughs> the yeah. bad boy of the yeah. sandwich industry. <laughs> Big Sandwich is listening to yeah. this podcast right now going, I'm going to take him out. <laughs> yeah, mayonnaise companies everywhere hate him. <laughs> or love him. We don't know. I, maybe, Are people yeah. going to sell more mayonnaise? What if you could eat all the things you didn't, healthy foods, things that you would never otherwise want to eat? If you just grease them up a little bit, they'll go down way easy. Yeah, and you still get the nutrients. Those nutrients don't go bad if they're covered in mayonnaise. That's true. Mm -hmm. Salad still healthy still healthy yeah you, it doesn't like matter how much mayonnaise you put mayonnaise. on it's still healthy coated in mayonnaise yeah. julia do you have any radical takes <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so i think the closest i've gotten to controversial takes on the channel is that um what was what did i say about cowboy hats i also said that oh. um uh Barbecue. What did I say about beans? Beans. No, I said chili is barbecue beans. Chili is barbecue beans made me irrationally furious. He it he does make him upset because baked okay. beans are barbecue beans. Barbecue baked beans exist. It's a thing. Chili is not barbecue yeah. beans. Well, I don't know. I mean, here's about beans. the thing. I would say baked beans are baked beans, right? By definition, it's a different process. Yeah, but they have by barbecue. You... In, like, if you're gonna call something barbecue beans, yeah. I mean, I don't agree with the chili statement either. You're I just think we're might, both I, wrong. I think we might have to firebomb the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's fair. There was. I don't really don't want to get into it because I feel like it. Maybe it's a little played out. Um, and and I'm not here to judge anyone. But there was a a uh, hot take situation going around Rooster Teeth last week. Oh, I about saw this. What constitutes lasagna, and what have oh. you. I don't want you guys. I'm not going to have to if you unless you want to put yourself on the record of having said something, knowing that no matter your answer, it will invite a a uh, cavalcade of of responses your way. But yeah, basically the premise is if you if you 
have two pans and you bake two separate lasagnas and then you take one of the lasagnas and you put it on top of the other lasagna, do you have one lasagna or two lasagnas? Um, I mean, this feels like baked beans, barbecue yeah. beans could be thrown into this. I can't resist because it's like a gut check. Like I heard you say it and in my heart mm. it said that's one lasagna straight away mm. and like I have, I can't resist. Well, because mm. it's just alternating. Yeah. You made sheets you made of a pasta big, and the goods. Like I don't know what your opinion is, but you made a is big lasagna. Is it though? I don't listen. I'm not here to disagree. Or with sensible people, talented, sensible people. <laughs> alternatively, here's a bad take. Okay, could be Chicago deep dish. You think it becomes an entirely <laughs> different food? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you like it's the, pizza. You have the carb amount. <laughs> Of, uh -huh. Okay, you have the carb amount of a mm -hmm. Chicago deep dish plus the sauce amount of a Chicago mm -hmm. deep dish plus yeah. the cheese amount of a Chicago deep dish. I so this is a, this is perfect because I, I warned you beforehand that sometimes this podcast goes off the rails and I love where it's going. I get a lot just by nature of what I Google search and what I watch on YouTube. I get a lot of like cooking videos. And sometimes it's for just complete, it's like how to make the worst orange chicken for your veins is like, <laughs> might be some of the things. And other times it's like really healthy recipes. Uh -huh. But I saw, I got, or it was like a 100 calorie high protein deep dish pizza. And I went, okay, like, oh, that sounds, I'd like to control what I eat and make sure I manage what I eat and not go overboard. And if I could make deep dish pizza on my own for this, I watched the video. And do you know what this maniac constituted as deep dish pizza? Uh-oh. He took a bunch of broccoli and then basically steamed the broccoli until it became mushy. Didn't even grind it up to make like a crust. No. Just dumped the broccoli in the bottom of a skillet and covered it in egg whites. No. And then and then and then on top of that put cheese and sauce and some and like three pepperonis and then was like, That's "Here illegal. you go." deep dish pizza and i was like i'm i'm i i think i would like err on the side of being a health nut and i even i thought that that was an affront to god yeah that's <laughs> a bridge too far yeah <laughs> that's a quiche that's a quiche with some quiche. stuff on top that's not a deep dish pizza <laughs> yeah you maniac. made a bad quiche that's all you did <laughs> oh well if you made two of those and you stacked them on top of each other how many non how many chicago deep dish pizzas would you have the answer is zero um what, it's a lasagna uh, weirdly enough yeah it is it somehow does qualify as a lasagna you're right um stuff that you've got guys have like done on your channel is there are there things you haven't tried yet that you really want to try or or plans that you have like coming down the pipe that you're like really excited for we've talked about like a lot of stuff we want to do once we're able to go uh out of our apartment mm -hmm. again yeah. Like maybe like some sort of like limited shows where we're like doing stuff in like a real location, mm -hmm. like learning a skill. Any excuse to see a human again? Yeah. yeah. Would be nice. Mm -hmm. Like maybe we could get yeah. like a, you know, a sculpting class on board where we like sculpt something yeah. with like a teacher or like. I think in like a, a weird um, like dream scenario or dream case for me, I would love to have like a maker show. Um, mm -hmm. if we went really kind of like kind of far out, but still in our wheelhouse, I would love to have like a, a making show. Cause I have a lot of weird, like tinkering hobbies. So I would like to just like have a, a show where we make art, but in different like 
mediums, I guess. Yeah, yeah. mediums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I saw on Twitter that you were painting uh, Gundams. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a new one. And, it's back there. It's my big, my big boy. And it, right. was, it was super cool. I know just by nature of being in this world, I know people who like build Gundams and like paint figurines and stuff. But it was pretty remarkable. You did a side by side of here is the painted version. And now here's a painted version of one that was like battle worn. Mm hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so like you don't realize that if it were me, non non art brain, construction worker brain, <laughs> construction worker brain, where rivets go. Um, I could build Ikea stuff real fast, but I can't draw to save my life. It's like the idea of ever thinking like, oh, wait, I should make this look distressed, like distressed. Yeah. would never occur to me like all none of my jeans have holes in them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm uh, wearing jeans with holes in them right now. Yeah, he is like actually. Both of his knees. Bring that up. Both my knees are out. Exposed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for I was even tempted when I got the kit. I was like, oh, it looks so clean. And there's like a cool aesthetic to that. But I was, you know, I had bought all this stuff at this point for that mm-hmm. one kit because it was the first one that I've done in a very long time. And I was like, it would kind of be a shame to not do it. And I'm trying not to be so precious with things. And if I was like, if it doesn't work out, I'll just buy, you know, another version of the kit. But mm-hmm. Um, usually like my art is so clean and I, I like repair watches, which is a very like clean and tidy, uh, medium Manhattan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to be messy somewhere and I kind of got that out with the Gundam. So enormous Mm -hmm. blue dong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was really cool, actually, um, when Julie was telling me about the Gundam stuff, stuff that I would not have thought about, was she was like, I considered where the smoke would come out of, like, the valves on the Gundam. Oh, my God. Or, like, if the gun fired from here, it would make burn marks around the barrel, and the smoke would Mm -hmm. sort of come back on this spot. And, like, this Mm -hmm. is probably where stuff would splash up if it was stomping around. if it's stomping around the city and it's crushing cars and then bits are flying into it. And then I was trying to think of if it's, like, you know, because I did heavy arms, and heavy arms is like just all guns. It's a ridiculous, it's a silly amount of guns. Um, but I was thinking about like if they were trying to do like hasty repairs, what would happen? Because I, again, I, I'm a, a person who loves to just dabble in everything like tinkering. Like I have a, a vintage car that I, I fix up um, that's at my parents' place. Um, and so I was thinking about like the grease that got everywhere when I was trying to fix like the engine. Um, and so I was thinking about like all the joints and all the grease that would pop up and get stuck from when they're just doing like hasty fixes and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I got some very like blank looks from Jacob at sometimes just being like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it's cool. It's like art brain that I don't have. Like yeah. even among yeah. the artists, like we think about things really differently. Yeah. I mean, you have a cool brain that I don't have, which is I do all these cool things. (laughs) (laughs) I fix up cars and I paint Gundams. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I I have a thing where I have to keep busy and that is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. That's, well, at least, at least the stuff that you're, that is coming as a byproduct of your being busy is really cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, that I threw it into just, I have a bunch of stuff that was down for us to discuss. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw, I had the cardboard doom two video. Yeah. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch this, but this is kind of what I think of in terms of like, when you really 
unleash art upon people. Like it's something that I would never think it's just it's I just don't have it kind of like what Elise is <laughs> yeah. saying. I'm sure that there are things I do have. I'm sure like the closest I could come up to for myself is like if we start watching a movie within the fi- first five minutes, I will like describe what I think the last act of that movie is going to be to Elise. And like seven out of ten times, I get pretty close. Yeah, it's usually um, right. It's usually bang on. And then it ruins the movie for me. It's <laughs> a cool um, skill. Very helpful. But in my defense, there's a lot of times where Elise has already looked up the spoiler for the movie and then she'll just go you are correct and then we'll just sit there and silently watch the rest of the movie i'm a spoiler fiend he got upset with me about wandavision recently uh because i had that are you guys watching wandavision no we don't watch any shows like at all yeah. Because you see them in your brain when yeah. you close your eyes, you don't need them. I you can close your eyes and see out. a Gundam stomping around the city. There was this <laughs> monumental reveal, and I, of course, had like gone online and looked at the leak that happened three weeks before. And then, uh-huh. so when it happened on the show, James's mind was blown, and he turned to me, and I was just kind of yeah, on my phone you, again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not really. When Vision but came out was, in the turtle onesie yeah. and was doing the big dance. <laughs> Did you see what happened there? (laughs) Yeah. But also I have this sort of thing with like, like I can fully throw myself into a new hobby, but Mm -hmm. like James, uh, James and Jacob, you have the like something in common, which is uh, having a big interest in like working out. And I, for some reason, and I'm so sorry, I cannot find it in myself to be like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is, I am interested in this thing. I do yeah. it because it's like good for me, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, ca- it. I can't, I can't, it's it, all my joints hurt. My soul <laughs> this hurts. Is the, this is the second time <laughs> you've mentioned hurts. painful joints in the last like, <laughs> it's like hour. How old are you? It's a constant struggle. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm, I would never try and convince you otherwise. Cause I do understand just to, to like, I mean, Elise, I'm married to Elise. Different strokes for different folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've given up on the convincing people. But I can tell you that even for me, it's like I love working out, but there are certain kinds of working out that I'm just like, it don't it don't take the box for yeah. me. Like if, if if the only option I had was to go out and go for a run. Nope. I'm probably going to stay inside and no. eat cookies because I just don't don't like it. Right. Jacob, um, have you tried to convince Julia been like we could do this thing together to work out or anything passive like that. aggressiveness doesn't work uh, <laughs> we we did work out together for a bit um but julia hated it so much that it kind of was making my experience a little less enjoyable too mm-hmm. so i was like yeah. i'm just gonna i'll do this separately and then you can do mm-hmm. your workout too i like i feel bad but it's just i mean again you know different strokes for different folks it's just not something that interests me and the entire time i'm doing it i'm like I'm doing the same motion over and over again. And for some reason, my brain cannot get over that hurdle of just mm-hmm. like, and I should like it because it's good for you mm-hmm. and it's improving your body, which you only have one of. As mm-hmm. far as we yeah. know. As far as we know. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm so with you, Julia. I um, Around when I started working at Funhouse, I, for about a year, I went, I, I went to the gym with James like three times a week. I had a gym mm-hmm. membership first time in my life and I was like lifting heavy weights. I was back squatting my body weight. I was doing all this stuff. And then 
I really didn't like enjoy it's kind of the same thing where I was like I should appreciate this because I'm yeah. getting something beneficial out of it and I'm bettering myself but I really didn't enjoy it and so mm -hmm. then kind of after the the year I was like okay I'm gonna step away yeah I'm packing I'm going it, packing to accept it. that I love pasta and I do not like <laughs> yeah <laughs> working out there's like I there's love... huh oh sorry what were you gonna say no I was, I was just gonna say like I love playing sports like I played soccer for a really long time I did rock climbing for a really long time I love all I just love playing sports I cannot work mm -hmm. out and I'm the same I, way I don't know why same way yeah. I like I yeah. like having the variety and the the direction and I, I like we we play volleyball and like that's I, I love it I could you know run around doing that for a whole day and mm -hmm. I played soccer for like a decade and I could just run all day but I yeah yeah. And I like cheeseburgers a lot, so <laughs> that's not going to change. <laughs> not mutually exclusive. But um, though I do have high cholesterol, my doctor did tell me that last oh year. No. Um, which is <laughs> like, if you look the size of me, you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that but if you see her, if you see her lunch tally? and dinner, then you go, mm, yeah. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, I think um, if Jacob didn't cook, I would just eat pasta kind of constantly. Like mac and cheese is my kryptonite. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then also when I played sports, I should also say that when I played soccer for a really long time, I was goalie. So I was also just standing there a lot oh, of the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, you weren't even moving that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we need I'm to pull the goalie for lot. defense. I'm like, yeah. oh, goalie's ball's coming. Oh, no, it's got, it's over there. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was close. Well, uh, keep standing. But right. those three Almost or four times per game. Whoo, that's a I've workout. done it. <laughs> Um, well, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about a game that mm -hmm. you guys mentioned that you may actually be interested. In. That's a pretty good thing that you guys have in common. That is also maybe an escape, but first I want to make sure we hear a word from our sponsors. Support for this podcast comes from express VPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? Now, I'm, I'm assuming you said right. For those of you who said no, that's a whole different thing altogether, and maybe we'll find a product for you later. But for those of you that want that privacy and don't want a random passerby looking in on you, you're going to want to try ExpressVPN because when you go online, you don't want people seeing what you do. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. It's, I mean, it's, it's not private, but it's also kind of rude in some ways. Um, did you know that your internet service provider, say Comcast or Verizon, knows every single website you visit? People use incognito mode, but that doesn't actually protect you from your own ISP. And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use that data to target you. Um, ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything. I have it on my phone. I have it on laptops. I have it on desktop computers. You can even put it in routers so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So, if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash dude today. Use the exclusive link expressvpn.com slash d-u-d-e and you can get an extra three months free 
That's expressvpn.com slash dude. This episode of the Funhouse podcast is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After the year we've all been through, saving money should be at the top of everyone's resolution list. So if you're paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless, just don't do it. You don't have to. Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. Uh, John Smith, everyone loves John Smith. He jumped at the opportunity to switch to Mint Mobile and said he'd love the service. I don't, he said he loved being able to, I mean, save money, number one, but then also never had any issues with it, and it made saving for him way better. Um, so if you're looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Um, by going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. Plus, all plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Um, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. You're not going to lose anything. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash dude. That's mintmobile.com slash dude. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. Let's face it. Taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time, especially now. That's why I recommend mailing and shipping online at stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and, more importantly, tons of money. With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS all in in one place, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. Stamps.com basically brings all of the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. It saves you time and money, 40% off post office rates, and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. So, Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with the promo code DUDE, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in DUDE. That's stamps.com, promo code DUDE. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again unless you want to. Maybe you like the people there. Okay, we are back. Um... So you guys said you're playing Valheim, correct? Yeah, we we got into it like like right before it sort of started blowing up. Like it just showed up on Steam and we were like, "Oh, that mm -hmm. looks kind of fun." And we're always looking for games to play like together because we like to just kind of chill out and like yeah. play mm -hmm. a, a As you easy... can see my computer's like right there, so Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, man, it really just ticked the boxes. Mm -hmm. I just like so, being a viking. 
I was going to say, I haven't, we haven't played it yet. Some, some people on our team have played it and we're also, we're going to be playing it tomorrow. I'm probably going to be playing it for, for the first time tomorrow. And you know, it's according to, I just read that it's, they've sold 2 million copies. It's early Holy access. Shit. It's only been out for two yeah. weeks. They've sold 2 million copies, which That's is like amazing. crazy. I've watched the trailer for it and it's, it seems like a beautiful game, but it is a survival game and it blows my mind how, you know, every single time with me and by nature, I think it's a lot of us like trying to keep up with the trends on the channel and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, what's popular now? Arc. Okay. And I get into arc and then I go and I'm like, I am punching a rock. I am punching a tree and, and Oh, I'm starving. Like that's how it feels like rust is something that we've also played recently. And then I get into it and they're like, all right, what do I do? They're like, go punch that tree, punch that rock. Oops. You're starving. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah because like I mean, i'm watching the trailer for this and there are yeah. dragons there's seafaring there are skeleton warriors like yeah is it well, like what james is describing in practice or is it actually that spectacular yeah as i said what do you guys like about it it's kind of um i i think well we talked about like why because i'm not a big survival game fan either most of the time mm-hmm. i fall off pretty pretty fast mm-hmm. um but this one feels like it takes all the annoying parts out mm-hmm. like you don't have to eat to live mm-hmm. you have to eat to make your max hp higher mm-hmm. so you just like oh. want to eat when you can so you got more hp but you don't have to do it or else you die of starvation yeah it's like mm-hmm. survival light i think is how i think of the game yeah and like you don't have to sleep but if you do sleep you get like a buff yeah um oh it feels kind of like breath of the wild i mean again yes. just by your description it's like breath of the wild has all these mechanics in it but they're kind of just to like make your life even easier or to explore if you feel so inclined yeah. yeah yeah and like basically the point of sleeping is that you can set a spawn point but you can make a bed so quickly um mm-hmm. and we so in our server we have beds kind of all over the place um mm-hmm. so that you know if we do go on an adventure into like a dungeon where there are like skeletons and stuff and at first they were wrecking us so we we would make a bed always like right outside mm-hmm. um so if you die you just go right back to the bed and then you can run back in and like gotcha. collect your stuff yeah Keep and fighting. also it's got the biggest thing for me is that it has concrete goals yes like they drop Ooh, you yeah. in and like here's what you're doing there's five big bosses on this mm-hmm. world and you're trying to get geared up so you can go find these altars summon these bosses and kill them all and then you can go to valhalla i and like that like, okay i've yes. got something that i'm I'm not just like mm-hmm. living for no reason <laughs> in this horrible world that i hate are you talking <laughs> about game or real life Uh, a little too close to home (laughs) yeah that's that's a much better selling point than i feel like i've heard i mean i knew i was going to play it anyway visually i thought it was really cool and then i saw what people were building in it Mm -hmm. um which is something that i see in a lot of games where like someone will be like oh they made this in whatever and i'll be like oh my gosh that's really amazing i know that i won't be able to do that because again I can't even visualize what happens to the smoke marks on a Gundam when it fires its weapon. Like, <laughs> or you need 60 hours to do it. Or, or, I need, or you need a lot of time to do it and stuff. Like games like Minecraft, I never really got into. That being said, mm-hmm. when someone is like, oh, we built Disneyland in Minecraft, then I'll download that, play someone else's yeah. m- masterful mass- creation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, massive achievement, and then until I'm tired of it. So, um, yeah. so there Our are a lot Valhalla of things. Yeah, Valhalla House is like, 
a cobbled together square with a uh -huh. roof. It's like a child drew it. It's like, uh -huh. yeah. you know, so. All houses are, are functional. Like, yeah, it's like functional. It's not anything pretty. They serve a purpose because like you're considered sheltered when you're in one and then you can sleep in your bed and make the mm -hmm. night go by. Yeah. But so like you don't have to build anything fantastical as long as you have like your basics taken care of. Then you can just spend your time going out and exploring mm -hmm. and getting it, there is a lot of resource getting, so don't expect you're not going to be hitting rocks because you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't isn't another thing too that if you destroy something, you get everything back? Like it's not like if you made something and you're like, I'm going to make a quite. I have no idea. It's like this a water wheel, and then you go, oh shoot, we don't need a water wheel. You can destroy it, and then you just get all the pieces of the water wheel back, as opposed to feeling like you wasted energy making a water wheel. Yeah, yeah, you get all the materials back. There's a lot of little things like that that make it not frustrating. Yeah, it doesn't mm -hmm. punish you for wanting to do whatever you want. That's Did good. this studio yeah. make anything else? They made and Satisfactory. Also... Oh, okay. okay. Which I never, is I always my, wanted to. It's my quarantine home away from home. Uh, yeah, Julia played so much of it. Played so much of it. It's so um. satisfying to see this thing make this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, look at it go. <laughs> Always moving forward. Always yeah. progress. What's like Productivity. The, it's the it's the playing. I don't know if I, any of you guys are into civilization, but civilization is like one of those things where you keep doing one more turn just because yeah. like by the nature of things counting up and counting down, you're like, I'm just going to do one more turn because then that wonder will be finished. And then that wonder is finished. But then the wonder gave you like three free workers and you're like, well, I probably should do at least two more turns to make sure that they're being used effectively. And like, yep. it just carries you through that. I never played Satisfactory, but I always wanted to. Also, we understand did that you guys didn't make the game Valhalla. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we appreciate you sharing so much information about it. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, well, did it, either of nice you like or both of you, um, did you, did you get into Animal Crossing at all this year? Oh, this yeah. This past year, calendar? Yeah, yeah. We played a ton of it when it, when it came out for mm -hmm. a good couple months, I'd say. Yeah, What's and then I started kind playing of... Death Stranding. It was weird. It was a weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good mellow like, game too. Like being artists and having that aesthetic eye. What was kind of like? Did you feel like you had a certain neuroses with your island? There's a weird thing that I've noticed, and it seems to be. It really depends on the artist, I guess. But for like me, and for like Nathan mm -hmm. and Julia, you two in some capacity depends on the game. But like. For me, if I'm playing a game and it wants me to be creative in any capacity, I just won't do it. It's like I've got a limited <laughs> yeah. amount of that and I use 100% of it every week yeah. um, for doing like my job. Mm -hmm. And so outside of that, like I have no desire to be, <laughs> to be creative. Like I don't need the outlet and I don't want it. So my villages look like a, you know, a dump. That's, that's kind of how I feel about Jackbox games. Like I know a lot of people have been doing the like, uh, social distance hangout by like let's all get on and play Jackbox and, but uh -huh. every single time it's like offered up I'm like I don't know like I spend yeah. I spend all day trying to think of something funny to say that now I was like such a yeah. small audience and I just don't know that I have the energy for it right now. This is ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no I, I feel that too though I've, I've had some of that with like some of my other friend groups when they mm -hmm. want to do that it like it feels too close to yeah. What I do for work. And so it's like mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a block. I do like yeah. immediately go into like hosting mode almost. And then when it's with friends, I it's like and then it just doesn't mesh. And then I feel weird. And then all my answers are weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Making content that. for the Internet breaks your brain in some really fun and interesting ways. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, so we, I, come in, we always blast through these podcasts and I never know where all the time goes. Um, so I think we only have time for one more thing. Elise, don't make that look. This is the best part. I, I, Elise, knew, you, I knew you were going to do Do you have something to draw on, Elise? Can you acquire something to Are draw? you going to make me draw? Oh. You are a guest. You are a guest <laughs> oh to participate as well. Um, uh, so yeah. we ha- every time I host a show, we do a little segment. Um, it's, it's the highlight of everyone's month um, where I count down the time left and the, any news stories related to even in the most extreme manner um related to the film morbius starring jared leto as part of the extended spider-man universe um it is it's a segment called mount up for morbius now i don't know how closely you guys have been following either morbius news or mount up for morbius news but um, it was when I originally conceived of it, the film was supposed to come out only three short months later, which would have been very easy to do. But since then, it's been delayed about two years. And so um, now I get to do it well into 2022. Um, so every single week I have to come up with a new thing to do. But more importantly, this is the first official episode. And Nick, I hope you're ready to roll it of Mount Up for Morbius year two (sighs) (laughs) i couldn't hear any of the audio but maybe that was hear the amazing music well it has an awesome track that follows with it so you can see what i can do with art i am also a skill artist um And so this week for Mount Up for Morbius year two, um, we have amazingly talented artists and I thought it would be a waste to not completely take advantage of your talents. And so here's the game for this week. We will have, I'm gonna give you 60 seconds to to sketch something really, really quick. And it's gonna be three different prompts and uh, three different prompts, and the prompt will be a quote from the Morbius film. Um, and I'm gonna give them for you real quick. I, and we, you guys can discuss which one you, which quote each of you want, but then you guys, the idea is to draw that quote, and I'll give you 60 seconds to do it. Um, so the first quote is, I went from dying. I feel more alive than ever. Increased strength and speed, the ability to use echolocation, even overpowering the urge to consume blood. That's our first quote from uh, from the film. And then our second quote is, at what cost? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these are pulled from the trailer. Great. And then our, our third quote is, how far are we allowed to go to fix something that's broken? Such wisdom coming from just the trailer of this film. Um, Wait, so are we drawing all three quotes or just one quote? Each of you pick the quote that you want to want to draw, and then you have 60 seconds to sketch how whatever that quote means to you visually. 
I started uh, drawing the first one immediately. So can I? Okay. <laughs> All right. <I> have that <laughs> so, you get, so then Jacob, you will go. I went from dying. I feel more alive than ever. Increased strength and speed. The ability to use that location, even overpowering the urge to consume blood. So who wants at what cost? <laughs> I could do that one. Okay. Julia, Unless Elise, take... you would like it. Oh, Elise? no, please, please. What is that? What's the last one then? <laughs> and then the last one, Elise, you'll be drawing how far are we allowed to go to fix something okay. that's broken. That's beautiful. Okay. You yeah. will have, you can start now, but you basically have 60 seconds. That's um, a little best time. Of luck to you. I, well, you know, it, we're keeping things fast because who knows, a new news story could break tomorrow that says, surprise. There's a vaccine. It's free for everybody and Morbius in theaters Friday. So I just <laughs> want to make sure it's all good. God, um, what would be the better news of those two stories? I don't even know. <laughs> well, I, I listen, far be it from me to assume that the release of Morbius isn't related to the vaccine. Um, okay. But yeah, I think this is the most exciting way to get things. Also, I should I should emphasize that anything you draw is owned by Sony Pictures Entertainment. It's not even the company we work for, but just by nature of it being related to Morbius, they have claimed all ownership rights. Um, and it's going and in the movie. I, I also want to say that I pulled this from a movie quotes and more website that uh, 10 seconds that only oh, no. has about five quotes on them. And some of them aren't even from Morbius himself. <laughs> And then, and that's one. So that's sixty seconds. So pens down. Finishing touches. Okay. Pens oh, down. Oh no, mine's done. Cool. And, and, uh, and then there's also a promise on this website that they promise to add more quotes once the film is finally released. Well, as someone a who's promised promise. something based off the film coming out, just make no promises. I love that they teased out at what cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, we'll reveal more gems like this. <laughs> There's the whole, so the whole quote is, someone, I don't want to see you get hurt more than you already have. And then Michael Morbius says, this would be a cure. And then she responds, at what cost? So it's not even a Morbius quote. Um, but I feel like thematically, it's pretty on point. Okay. Let us, I'm going to start with Elise. I'm going to start with your reveal. So Elise, let's see. Can you hold up your drawing and see how yeah. far are we allowed to go to fix something that is broken? Well, my drawing is Morbius. And what? he's <laughs> he's driving in uh, his Corvette uh -huh. at night. That's not yeah. the sun. That's not the sun. That's the moon. Okay. Uh -huh. Because of his vampire Julia, affliction. Julia my can hand. tell you that that looks nothing like a Corvette, as she's probably <laughs> fixed one up before. <laughs> fixed one up. She's probably uh -huh. rehabilitated one. And uh -huh. he's driving at night, and because you know how far does he need to go? He's got sunglasses on. Yeah. Why? Why does he have sunglasses on at night? He's a vampire. I cheated and added the red after the timer. That's okay. It's but really good. say, I, this is a I much think, better car than I've ever drawn. Yeah, it's actually a really good it's car It's actually shape. a really good car. Really? That's the first thing mm -hmm. I oh, thought, because yeah. notoriously Thanks. difficult cars are. Thanks. Um, I just felt like he needed to have a cherry red Corvette. Like, that would be Absolutely. what Morbius would. Yeah. yeah. More like blood red, if you ask me. I and I don't know if his hair is like that. But. Yeah, it comes. He only has hair on the sides. That's something that they're gonna reveal. Yeah, and he, the he's, it's blowing in the wind, so it's like yeah. going up, and yeah, he looks like Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do next. Let's do Jacob. I went from dying. I feel more alive than ever. Increased strength and speed. The ability to use echolocation, even overpowering the urge to consume blood. 
What does that look like as an illustration? I mean, I had to assume that he sort of became a strong dolphin. Uh -huh. And you can see yep. from his legs, he's moving really fast. Yep. And, um, <laughs> and he's got the attributes. He's got abs. the vampire fangs. So I thought, like, yeah, vampire dolphin mm -hmm. pecs, abs, and then little fast, uh, little fast legs for That's getting around. Very impressive. That's Morbius. The, I really, yeah. you get, both of you have done an amazing job telling a story with your art, and I think that's very impressive. Um, okay, Julia, are you ready yeah. to show us your your sketch for <laughs> at what cost? I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know what Morbius was, and notoriously, I can never remember what anyone looks like. Mm -hmm. So I could not remember what Jared Leto looks like. I think I drew mm -hmm. Bruce Willis. Yeah, I was gonna say you drew Bruce Willis. For sure. <laughs> okay, I can't but, wait. Um, He's buying some milk at the store and he's just asking <laughs> how much how much it is. Yeah, what at what cost can I buy this milk from you? Yeah, Bruce Willis. To, to Julia, uh, it's so funny. I, if I had gotten the at what cost, I was gonna draw Jared Leto exact same scenario at the store, <laughs> but I was gonna have him with his pockets turned out. <laughs> like he has no money because money is a construct and he doesn't believe yeah. in it. Wow. Yeah, that's a better statement on what I think Jared Leto no. would have to say about <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> I love that he's a vampire buying milk. <laughs> um, well, that went a thousand times better than I could have possibly ever dreamed. Uh, that brings us also to the end of Aww. our episode this week, Funhouse Podcast. Thank you so much to our guests, Elise, you count as a guest, but also Thank Julia you. and Jacob from DrawFee. Where can people find more of you guys um, and, and what you do? Uh, you can find us at YouTube. At, uh, if you just search DrawFee on there, it, it comes right up. Yep. Um, we okay. also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash show. Mm -hmm. And if you like Julia and I specifically only, we do uh, game streams at uh, Secret Sleepover Society on Twitch as well. Mm. That's a great is that, name. Is that everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then our Twitter handles. My Twitter handle is uh, at Julia LaPetite and Jacob's is at Flobe Comic. Yeah. F-L-O-A-B Comic. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Like, honestly, this is great. And I'm glad that I got to finally participate with you guys on a conversational level, not over the shoulder of Elise. Um, yeah, it was so nice. Yeah, this is great. We'd love to have you back sometime. You know, Morbius drawings or no, like, you know, I'll learn what Morbius give you some heads is. up and then you yeah. spend a little bit more time on it. Um, but no, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we really appreciate you. And everyone, please go check out DrawFee. It's, it's amazing content and it's super fun. Amazingly mm -hmm. talented people working there. Um, and then for Funhouse... If you want to know what's going on at Funhouse, if you missed it, we have the Ryan's Bargain Bin finale went up this week. A 55-minute epic video, oh unlike God. the which we've ever done before. We've um, watched the, the whole series. We've yeah. seen every we love, Ryan's we Bargain love every Bin. App. Really? Yeah. Um, we've watched so every funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. It was a nightmare. That, it was a nightmare, man. and it almost killed Ryan. Well, I yeah. did technically <laughs> kill Ryan. <laughs> um oh. But next week, we're going to be premiering our Hitman 3 gameplay with Chilled Chaos. That's We've already done several episodes, and it's a lot of fun. We also have the Funhouse Americana collection that just came out. If you want to hear me talking more about just kind of whatever I want to drag people along to talk about, check out Wrestling with the Week, my pod, my AW podcast with Scorpio Sky. And, uh, and yeah, again, please check out Drawfee. Thank you so much, everyone. 
Oh yeah, you can also sign up for Rooster Teeth first to support the stream, watch exclusive content. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching, listening. If you are dealing with the frozen tundra that is the central US, please stay safe, stay warm, and you're probably not watching this, but we are thinking of you. And, and if you're uh, making a sandwich, yeah. Grease it up. Consider greasing up. it up with a little bit of mayo. <laughs> Consider some mayo. Outside. It'll really make a difference in uh, the slide factor. Dip it right into the jar. Yeah. Ugh. Into your gob. Oh, I don't <laughs> like yeah. it. I don't like it, but I'm going to try it. Thank you guys so much. And we'll <laughs> see you next week.